Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios in beautiful Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, season number three, show number 47, recorded Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm Dave Leip, and tonight is actually the last show of season number three. When I had this idea three years ago, and we started this in February of 2020, just weeks before the whole world came to a, to a standstill because of COVID, I had no idea that three years later, I'd still be doing this, but it's been a lot of fun. So Metro East, a big thank you to all of you for making this possible. Show number 47 features... SIUE associate head wrestling coach and my former student, one of my very favorite former students, coach Daryl Thomas. And he's brought a couple of his stud wrestlers with him, Caleb Tyus and Colton McKiernan. Guest number two on the show from Collinsville High School, track coach Chad Burgess, and he is bringing Devin Habermel with him and Guest number three, trying to make it through the snow and ice because we did have a storm last night from Principia College, our first guest ever from from Principia College, Nick Barron. Before we get started, I want to thank partners Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Three things you can do to help this podcast. Number one, subscribe to it. It's free and you love it. Number two, follow us, please, in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, the Gram. And if you have a story idea, please email me at mespdavidgmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, could be the SIUE wrestling team. It's up to you. You name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdavidgmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. Let's get to it, Cougars. Yes, sir. How is the uh, wrestling program? Coach Thomas, let's start with you. Yeah, it's going good. It's been great to, to be back home um, and be able to help Coach Spates try to re- rebuild the program back to the place where it once was when it was a Division II program. Um, and so we, we've been uh, – we've had a good year, as you stated before. We've had a couple close dual meet losses that could have gone either way, easily could be, you know, have three or four more wins on the season. But I know we're getting healthy at the right time and getting ready about five weeks out from postseason, and that's where we hope to peak. You guys are 4-7 and seven overall, at least according to your website, including three losses in the conference by a total of five points. That's what I was talking to you about. It's like you guys could so easily be seven and four. And would you feel differently about yourselves if if, if that was your record? I think so. Anytime you win, it, it builds confidence. Um, but I think we also keep it in perspective and understand when we're whole and when we're healthy, you know, what we're capable of. And we think that's hopefully competing for a MAC title. And you have been back in the area for is this your second year? This is my second year. Yep. Got here in November of last year. Because the last time I talked to you, you were an assistant coach at Campbell University. Correct. And we did an interview by phone. Yep. And yep. I believe, didn't you just have a baby? 
Yeah, she's two now. That's what I remember. Then she was walking through when I saw you the other day at the YMCA. What a cute kid. What's her name? Kennedy. All right. And you brought a couple great guys here with you, including a guy that I remember reading about just a couple years ago, Caleb Tyus from Bethalto High School. Welcome to the show, Caleb. Thank you. And reading your bio on the SIUE webpage, your dad was a wrestler at SIUE. Yep. Were you always going to be an SIUE wrestler? No. Uh, actually, growing up, I never knew what I wanted to do, and uh, I always had dreams of going to the you know big name places and you know just like every other kid. But you know, towards uh, when I was graduating, I had to sit myself down and look at all these places, and I knew I wanted to go to SIUE. And you're there with your twin. Yep. Did you guys ever think about splitting up and go someplace different, or was it just, no, I got to go where my brother goes? It was always on the mind, uh, just whatever uh, place offered us the best money. But in my mind, I knew that we were always going to end up going to the same place and uh, being practice partners every day. And you wrestled for a heck of a program at Bethalto High School. I had your head coach on the show, and he, the guy is brimming with confidence. Oh, yeah. No one like him. Coach Christensen? Yeah, he's one of a kind. And you were part of the Bethalto Bulls growing up? Were you part of that organization or not? Yes. I actually started at uh, Edwardsville Wrestling Club my first year, and then I went to Bethalto Bulls. Plug that the best club. <laughs> you feel like your time in Bethalto obviously got you ready for a Division One wrestling experience. Oh, yeah. How about your dad? What role did your dad play in preparing you for your career as a wrestler? I mean, countless times, you know, he was my coach. He was my everything. You know, we'd be in the garage. We'd be at the gym every day, morning and night. Me and Kane would be in the garage just drilling and doing different things. Did you play anything else at Bethalto or just wrestling? Uh, just I did track my senior year. How'd that go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what events did you do? Uh, I did. Uh, I liked the relays. I was good at the team stuff, but I did the four hundred. All right, let's talk to the heavyweight. I hate calling you that, though. By the way, I mean, I feel like I mean, you're a fit guy. You're two hundred eighty five pounds, but how tall are you? Uh, six foot six. Six six. Yeah. All right, we were guessing. We were guessing beforehand how how tall you were because I, I, you know, I hate the stereotype, but I, you know, you see heavyweight. And I'm looking for a guy that looks heavy. Mm -hmm. yep. But I'm, I'm looking at a guy who looks like an NFL tight end, to be honest with you. And you're having an awesome year. I appreciate it, yeah. A lot of hard work. And you are from Richmond, Michigan. Yes, sir. Why did you choose SIU Edwardsville? Um, well, my oldest brother, or not oldest brother, my second oldest brother, Jake, he came here before me. Uh, he's actually a GA right now at our school also. But no one, like... The team experiences you told me about and just how the school worked. And when I took my visit, I just really loved the place. And I just, this is the place I wanted to be. This is the place I wanted to do everything. So, you got a lot of family on this team. You got a lot of brothers. Uh, does it feel like family this year for you, coach? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being back home, and we want to create that, um, having those guys wrestle for each other and um, really trying to build our program on a term that we coined this year really is a process. And, understanding that and, and uh, keeping that in perspective. So uh, we got a tight-knit group. They all hang out together. It's good. All right, Colton. Six foot six, 285 pounds. I got did, did they not try to get you on the basketball floor too? 
I used to try basketball when I was younger. I did not have the coordination for it, unfortunately. Just wasn't your sport? No, definitely not. Did you play anything else in high school? Yeah, I played football and I ran track also. But. I bet. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. What's going on with these guys this year? Because you could have brought a lot of you could have brought a lot of guys in. You and I were brainstorming and tell me about these two guys and what what's making them stand out this year for the Cougars, coach. Well, I think obviously there was a ton of guys we we could have brought and and gave this opportunity, but these two plus Saul Irvin, they're, they're all three of them are nationally ranked. Um, they've done a great job this year, just buying into what what we're trying to do and where we're trying to go. And it served them well individually in their in their uh, results this year. So they both placed at the Midlands Championships, which is one of the most prestigious in-season tournaments. It's a, it's a warm-up for nationals, basically. Um, Caleb finished fourth. Colt finished fifth uh, at the Midlands. So they were they were both in the semifinals, which is a pretty pretty awesome opportunity to wrestle in the semifinals of the Midlands and um, just wrestle great. And, and now they're both of. Earn national rankings and put themselves in a position to be at the national tournament this year, and really give themselves a chance to try to get on the podium. Caleb, you're a sophomore. Yes. This year, and did you wrestle last year? You didn't redshirt last year, right? I got my redshirt pulled. Okay. All right. And you're a senior. Yes, sir. This year, what's the next move for you? I want to go into coaching. Actually, college level. That's what I'm looking into. Good for you. Thank you. What's your major? Is it education or is it uh, communications? Communications. Yep. Well, this is perfect. This is. A a perfect opportunity for you to practice those communication skills on the Metro Esports podcast. How about that? Now, Coach Thomas is one of my all-time favorite uh, stories from Edwardsville High School because the kid, as as a young man, he was cut from basketball, and he told me the story. He thought you thought your life was over. You thought your athletic life was over, but a guy named Coach Followell recruited you, got you into the into wrestling, and it changed your life forever. Yeah. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, he, he recruited me hard, and even before I went out for basketball, he wanted me to come out for wrestling because he saw me smaller in stature, and uh, he just knew it would be a good fit for me. Um, but I just had that first love of basketball, and I wanted to try it, and got cut seventh grade, then eighth grade tried it again, didn't make the team, and I was just going to be a manager. <laughs> like, I loved it that much. And so uh, my cousin was actually wrestling for him. Who's that? Uh, Antonio Donald. Mm-hmm. But he wrestled just one year. Um, but we started out together, and, and I was like, all right, I, I might as well try it. Follow-up was just hounding me. Um, so I gave it a try and, and ended up qualifying for the IKWF state tournament my first year, and the rest was kind of history. Just fell in love with the sport and grinded it out. Wanted to get better every day. It changed your life. Yep. I mean, yeah. it's 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 such a, it's – professionally, it's who you are. It's it's what you've dedicated your life to. Right. So I'm going to ask you guys, what's it like to, to work with Coach Thomas on a daily basis on the wrestling mat? You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, I love since we're the same size, you know, I can, I can practice with him every day. And I mean, his brain is wired different and he can teach me stuff and just stuff I've never learned before. And I've never thought of. Are you sparring with him every day at wrestling practice? Oh yeah. Can this old man still keep up with you? Yep. Coach? Not for much longer. I know you're not wrestling the big guy. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. I'll hand fight Really? Him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hop in there whenever. He gets in there with you? Oh, yeah. He's not afraid of it. All right. So I'm looking at your schedule, and you guys still have, like you said, Coach, you still have the meat of your schedule coming up. you got all your playoff stuff coming up, uh, starting with your very next action is on February 5th in at Indianapolis, right? The Indianapolis Open? Yeah, that would send uh, – We'll send a group that's 
kind of not the starting group, red shirts um, and, and other guys to get us some opportunities to get on the mat. And then uh, after that, we have February 12th at home Sunday. Yep. Uh, that'll be an 11 o'clock start, I believe. We have uh, Little Rock in Ohio University coming in. I see that. Uh, Ohio University and also Little Rock coming in on February 12th, actually starting at 10 o'clock on that Sunday. Folks can still get tickets and come out to the first community arena. How, how's the turnout been for your home meets, home matches? It's been good. It's been good. We've had a, a lot of good support. Um, obviously, always want to grow that. That's kind of one of our big goals right now is growing the fan base, growing our crowds, our home crowds, and just trying to do different things, having club nights and having kids out. Our first home match, um, I believe, what was our first home match again? Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, we had Indiana at home. It was an awesome experience. We had three or four clubs, Cahokia. Um, I forget, there was two other ones that we had come out, um, recognize them at halftime, but all the kids got to create a tunnel for these guys when they ran out. It was a really cool experience. That makes it more fun for you guys, too, when the kids are there, right? Yeah, definitely. Totally. And I think that you're doing the same thing that Brian Baroni and Sam Quigley-Smith are doing with the girls' program and the boys' and the, and the men's basketball programs. It's that grassroots community effort that's getting people into the arena to see the contest, and then you get them hooked. That's your plan, right? Absolutely, absolutely. What are you studying, young man? Uh, exercise science. So what are you going to do with that? I want to be a physical therapist. Okay, so no more, no more wrestling, no more coaching for you. I mean, in the future, possibly, but I want to be a physical therapist. Okay. What kind of coach do you think you're going to be, Colton? Well, I, don't know. I just want to help develop people to the highest level. You know, I always wanted to be at the highest level, and now I'm finally getting close to reaching my goals. I haven't done it yet, but we're, we got one more year to get it done. And uh, I just love seeing people improve and love the sport, and I just want to see everybody excel in it. So that's my goal. I was a little bit surprised to see that you guys are in the MAC conference in wrestling. Because that's not what they're in in basketball. No, we're OVC for everything else right. except wrestling. So wrestling is the only sport? Yep, because there's no wrestling in the OVC. I think there's just us and Little Rock and Lindenwood are the three OVC schools. So you need five to be a conference. Oh, yep. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like wrestling is very healthy as a sport in our area. Absolutely. Midwest for sure is, is some of the best wrestling. That was another thing, being able to come back home and uh, recruit some of the best talent in, in, the, in the country. It's a little bit easier when you're in close proximity. Um, so you got, obviously, our home state of Illinois, but you got Missouri right over the water, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, you know, Kentucky. You got all these schools right here. So it's a little bit easier to recruit from the most fertile area in the country for wrestling. This is the most fertile area and for, here for wrestling. And in, like, Pennsylvania, a little bit of the northeast, but. Outside of that, it's it's here. So the West Coast, South, it's not California is really tough. California is really tough. We got a couple of Cali kids on the team. Um, so we, what's nice about us is we don't have out of state tuition at SIUE. It's all one tuition now. Um, so we can go wherever we need to go to get to fill our needs and, and recruit. How do you sell SIUE when you're talking to mom and dad and you're and you're because I imagine that's got to be a big part of your job recruiting, right? Absolutely, it's the, it's the, it's the lifeline of any program. So when you are recruiting kids to come to SIUE, what are your selling points? Well, I think we've got a great surrounding area. Edwardsville and Glen Carbon is one of the safest cities in the, in the, in the area. Um, we have one of the safest campuses in the country and one of the most beautiful campuses. So uh, really, it's once you get them to campus, everybody's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize because they think Southern Illinois and they think cornfields and, and, and nothing else. 
right? Or, or small town feel. So, and you do have that small town feel, but there's a lot of development that's gone on in, in uh, Edwardsville. Um, and then our facilities are good. We have a, a really good facilities with our nutrition center, brand new wrestling room, um, great weight room facilities. So when you get people on campus. New wrestling room. New wrestling room. Yeah, it was a $500,000 renovation. Coach Spates put a lot of time and energy and effort into that. He was told he was going to get it nine years ago when he first got here. Well, he, <laughs> he, made, it, he made it happen eventually. Yep. And when I think of SIUE wrestling, what I remember was them threatening to cut the program. And how the wrestlers, past, present, galvanized and said no. And they saved the program. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of SIUE wrestling. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you, do you remember that at all? I do not, know. I've talked to Spates, and he said he still has a letter from, from the governor. I forget who it was at the time, but it might have been Pritzker. But uh, a governor that basically said, you can't cut this program. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, as somebody who played tennis at SIUE and whose program is no longer there, all I can do is look at that and say, that's really cool, man. That, that's really cool that the wrestling community was able to, to fight that and to keep that program afloat. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's amazing. I think, and I think it's really important for wrestling. Absolutely. Okay. You're a senior. Is this your last year of eligibility? Yeah, this is the last one I got. Okay. What are you going to miss about SIUE wrestling next year when you're off? coaching kids or whatever it is you're doing well I, I at this point this is my family so it's just I'm gonna miss all the guys even though I just, hopefully I get to be close but you never know what's gonna happen so but it's just such a family atmosphere I just gotten along gotten to know all these guys over the years and just I love them all I'm gonna miss that more than anything for sure okay so we got the conference tournament and you have to qualify what do you what do you have to do in the conference tournament to get to get to the next level so it's all a body of work throughout the year, and that's why I say what these guys have done is given them a great opportunity to be at the national. So it all depends on your winning percentage. You have to be in the, in the coach's national rank and probably like the top 25 or so in there. And then uh, RPI, which is your strength of schedule. Mm -hmm. So you have to hit two of those prongs to qualify a spot for your conference at your weight class. So at this point, these two and Saul have done that this year, and Cardi Wilson, our 165, is really close. Um, so they've done that. They're going to qualify a spot and make themselves pretty much almost gold standard if they finish out the, the right way. Um, so then it's how many other teams? We have 13 teams. So how many other athletes at those weight classes qualify a spot? So every weight class is different. Heavyweight might have three. 149 might have five. So it just depends on how many qualify and you have to finish within that top three or top five. And I noticed that the national championship is in Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. I it was in St. Louis forever. Yeah, they used to have it at least every other year or so, and so it's not on the docket right now, so it may be another four or five years before it comes back. How many? How long has it been in Tulsa? It, it rotates every year. Okay, so yeah. this is the first year it's been in Tulsa? Yeah, it's never been in Tulsa, I don't believe. All right, guys. Well, good luck the rest of this year. I really appreciate you coming in and, and chatting wrestling with us. I think it's a fantastic sport. I think it's second for second the hardest sport I've ever done. You know, just doing it in PE, it's like – <laughs> Two minutes of wrestling is just, I don't know, man. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Tough sport. Well, we appreciate you having us on, and we got to get you a shirt. You got, yeah. Baroni brought me a shirt, <laughs> man. Where's Where's shirt. the shirt? I need I need to get out to a I need to get out to a meet though for yeah. sure, and see and see you guys wrestle because, sure. like I said, I have I have a lot of respect for the program. Going back to the, my days at SIU Edwardsville and wrestling, the wrestling program there has always been awesome. So, guys, thanks so much for coming in. I really appreciate. it. 
Good luck the rest of the season. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Okay, we're going to check in with the Kayhawk track team, boys track team, and the voice of the of the boys and girls basketball team. Boys and girls, yes. Wow, you're a busy guy, along with Devin Habermal. But first, I want to talk about Cassin's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassin's Inventory in person, where they've been for 25 years, or online at Cassin's.com. Cassins has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a van or a truck anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassins is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now and will save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give $100 to Edwardsville High School track. You like that idea, Coach? I, I don't like that idea. He'll give $100 to Collinsville High School track. That sounds a lot better. All you got to do is give Andy a call at 618-830-3332. Save money and support the Kayhawks. Right? Right. Coach Burgess would love for you to. All right. Welcome to the show, Coach Chad Burgess and star thrower, football player, and wrestler, Devin Habermel. Welcome, guys. How's it going? How's it going? How are you? You're busy. I'm I'm doing good. Had a day off school. We got to relax. How about that? No e-learning. Complete regular snow day. Are those not the two most beautiful words in the history of the English language for any teacher? Yes. Snow day. Except I teach an early bird class this year, so I was up, and I got the phone call while I was walking to the bathroom to get ready, so I was already up. What do you teach? Uh, Athletic PE. Wow. I was at the middle school for 13 years doing regular PE, and the last is my third year at the high school doing athletic PE. Let's talk about you for a second. So you're a graduate of Triad High School. Yes. Where you competed in track. I did track and hockey. Ice hockey. Ice hockey. Good for you. And I did basketball one year, but that was not pretty. Okay. I did basketball one year also, and I agree. My basketball experience also was not pretty. And then you continued your athletic career at SIUE. Were you through all three? I did Mostly shot putting hammer. I did discus. I wasn't as good at that. And then at the conference meet, everybody threw the javelin as well just to try that. But most throwers don't do the javelin. It's more of a skinny guy thing. Do Is the javelin still thrown at college meets? Yeah. Oh, there's some crazy YouTube videos about javelin. We, we had a girl get hit in the back of the neck. We went to a meet at Wash U. They threw it in the middle of the track. The wind caught it and drifted off to the lane one, and it hit her right in the back of the neck. Did she die? She did not. She didn't even, she touched her neck and saw blood, and that's when she passed out. She didn't even know what hit her. Wow. 
Didn't expect to be talking about yeah. that. Yeah, today. that was it was interesting. It was my I think my first or second college meet, so it was And the hammer throw is something very different to me too, because I'm used to going to high school track meets and seeing the shot and the discus and I know what those things are all about. Yeah. But the hammer, that's something else. Yeah. Well, when I would tell my family members when I, you know, was throwing the hammer, they assumed I was throwing a sledgehammer around or you know, a bump, you know, no. regular hammer. But it's a shot put on a wire right. with a handle. I thought it was on a on like a chain. It's no, on a wire. It's, it's like a real skinny. Almost looks like a wire hanger. It's about that thin. Okay. And how does that particular throw compare to the other ones? Is it it's, just? It's a completely different thing. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about let's talk to Devin. So Devin, congratulations on a good football season, first of all, um, and back to back playoff appearances for you. And uh, we we've had Coach Rhodes on the show multiple times. And uh, how would you describe your football experience this last season in Collinsville? It was just like it was surreal. It was we started off zero and one, and then we won nine straight, and then we lost in the playoffs our second playoff game, but it was such an amazing experience and to make history is just amazing. You guys made the playoffs last year and got everybody's attention. And then everybody wondered, was this a fluke? And no, it wasn't because then you qualified again this year and you had a, and you had a playoff win. And you and I were talking about how the city of Collinsville is really behind Collinsville high school sports teams right now. Did you feel just an incredible amount of love from the community this year. Yeah, the community is awesome. They uh, they come out to the games and they support us all the time. What position did you play? Um, I played D end and like a tight end fullback position. They throw the ball to you very much. I got one one catch all year. Touchdown? <laughs> no, six yards. Six yards. I ran someone over though. So how about that, coach? He he knows his stats. In your wrestling this year. But track season has started mm-hmm. just as of last week. So how are you? How's that going? No, no, we have. I haven't seen him yet because he's doing wrestling. Because he's doing wrestling. It's, it's a new sport. He's trying it and he's winning some matches. So. Wait, so wrestling is a new sport for you? Yeah, it's my first year. No kidding. What year are you? A sophomore. Why did I think this kid was a senior? He's a sophomore. Because he looks big and strong. Yeah, he, he looks. Is, he is big. How tall are you? Uh, like six one, six two. Which one is it? You're gonna have to decide. <laughs> yeah. Athlete always picks six two, coach, right? Right, I'm six two. Yeah, I like saying six two. Yeah, you're six two. <laughs> Good for you. So you having fun with wrestling? Yeah. Um, at first it was kind of rough because I was losing a lot, but I've gotten a lot better, and I'm actually starting like to consistently win. Good for you. What made you want to try it, or who, or who made you want to try it? Um, actually, my study hall teacher and one of my football coaches, they convinced me to try it. Well, I mean, if I think it's a, from what the football coaches have told me, it's a good idea to learn how to. To learn how to wrestle, to learn for the hands is what they all say if you're going to be on the line of scrimmage. So so good for you. And then once wrestling's over, you're going to be out working on the throws again with, with Coach Burgess here, right? Yep. And what are you throwing, both discus and shot or what? Yeah, both. What's life like as a shot and disc coach? Because I'm just a tennis coach. I don't know what it's like to throw. I don't know what it's like to coach. Throwers. I would assume it's close. I would think. It's laid back. I would think tennis is kind of like that too. No. We just kind of, no, no, no. The throwing coaches kind of talk around. We know it's, we get along with all the throwing coaches. Of course, I'm the oldest one, I think, now. I used to be the youngest one now. Are you older than Matt Martin at Edwardsville? Uh, well, he doesn't 
coach throws anymore. So, he doesn't? Uh, he does not. Oh, that's Jake Foster. Jake Foster. Mm-hmm. He took over two years ago, I think. Two years ago. I think so. But talked to him as well. I used to talk to Matt, Coach Martin when he was at Granite, and I talk to him now. I would imagine that, technically speaking, you're an expert. I mean, you've been in this sport for a long time. You did it in high school. You did it in college. You've been coaching it for a while. I would as I would guess that you were amongst the area leaders in terms of understanding the sport. Is that fair? I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't want to say I'm an expert, but yeah. Well, I think I, we go ahead. I mean, I just I know what's going on. Where some coaches, you can tell, kind of they were just thrown over there and say, hey. No pun intended. They're thrown over there. Hey, go watch these kids to make sure they don't kill each other. I feel like it's a very technical sport. It is. And what are you looking for when you recruit kids to come try throws? Well, I like a a taller athlete if I can find. I I mean, over six feet tall, you know, athletic, explosive, quick. Where There's sometimes a stereotype for throwers, which those usually aren't the kids that you're looking for. But sometimes you get those kids and you work with who you got. But the taller, the better. I like real long, tall. We've had some unbelievable throwers here, men and women. Yes, the area is pretty good. We usually place well at state when we get somebody up there. Barry from Mascuda. Yeah. Unbelievable. Jaden Ulrich from Wood River. Wood River is top four in the nation right now at Indiana. And she does not look like what you described, though. She's not a super tall. Yeah. Super tall person, but I th- I supposedly she just is like incredibly strong and just like she throws it a mile, apparently. Yeah, she throws far. She came to our meet. We were at a boys' meet, but we came back, and all the guys that were there working, they're like, you should have seen how far this girl was throwing. I said, I, I knew she was coming. You just yeah. come. To, she's good. You, she's went to Indiana, and like you said, she's doing well. She's amazing. All right, so what are you looking forward to this year in terms of track? Um, I want to break the fresh soft record for uh, shot and disc. So you, do you currently hold the record for discus at, at Collinsville High School? Not the high school record. He has he is the farthest throwing freshman that I've had in my 16 years at Collinsville last year. Can this kid break the, all the records at, at Collinsville High School for, for throws? Well, the discus one is still from 1971 or 1969, I believe. I can't remember. One was one, one was the other, the shot put in discus. We did break the shot put one in 2014. I had a kid break that, and he ended up being the state champion. Wow. And he went to SIUE and broke the school record there as well in the shot put. That's amazing. And he has the freshman-sophomore record at 51 feet. So Devin is looking to try to break that this year. Keep rolling, right? Mm -hmm. How are you able to play three sports at Collinsville High School. Do you get do you get that question a lot? Uh, I haven't got it yet because it's my first year uh, wrestling, but uh, I think I'll probably start getting it a lot. Is it – I think if you are used to playing sports and you go from sport to sport to sport, you're just used to being busy. I think it's almost harder having a season off and then going back to playing. How has it been for you? Has it been exhausting or is it, or is it just you're just used to going to practice after school and that's just what you do? It Like – not going to practice after school is kind of weird, but like it is definitely exhausting and it takes a toll on your body. But after a while, you just get into the rhythm and it's just it's just what you do. And I always tell parents, the research says that your kids are better 
academically when they're busy. So if you think that their grades are going to drop just because they're playing a sport, that's not that's not what the research tells me. Is that why you stay so busy? Is that is it to stay out of stay out of trouble, coach? You're, I, yeah, you're, I do. I'm busy all year round. You're calling the games. You're coaching during football. I uh, I'm the back gate security. You know, I stand at the back gate and had to. I thought you were an assistant coach. I I do not. I'm a weird throwing coach that has nothing to do with football. That is, I'm probably one of the only throwing coaches that don't coach football. So you're back gate security yeah. during the football season. And you're the throws. You're the voice, voice of, of the, the Kayhawks. The Purple Palace. Give us a little purple talk. I, How, how's I, it go? I don't Welcome know. to the Prairie Farms. How's it go? Come on, you got it. I, I Ray Sean Taylor. I have said Ray Sean Taylor a bunch. He made a lot of points at Collinsville, and I've watched him all the games at SIUE. They're in a little bit of a slump right now, but but so you're going to Cougar games? I've been watching them on ESPN Plus. I went to one. It was sold out against Lindenwood. That was definitely not sold out when I went to school there to watch basketball games. I would describe you as somebody who loves his school, Coach. Is that, a, is that a fair assumption? Yes. I'm looking at a guy who's wearing a purple shirt, a purple watch band, and a purple wedding ring. Am, am, am I making this up? No, no, you, you're definitely not. I mean, that, I, that puts I you... I wear purple almost every day. Unless there's a blues game, because I'm How long have you been hockey. married? Uh, that's a trick question. No, since 2009... So 2000, is that the only wedding band oh, you've ever no, had? No, no, I have different color ones. I, the original one broke when we got married. It fell on the ground and broke. So so you didn't originally have a purple I, wedding ring. I went with rubber ones so I don't break them anymore. Get in trouble. What's it like to play for a coach that you know loves the school as much as this guy does? It's pretty awesome because he always just pours into us and always wants the best for us. Special vibe at Collinsville right now? Yeah, yeah, the Everybody's buying in. We, we're in the, I'm in the weight room with all of them. Me and Coach Rhodes are in there all day long in the weight room with all the athletes and trying to get everybody to. A lot of success. Yeah. Soccer, football, track, basketball, bowling. Coach uh, Clayton Smith doing a great job. He is. He is. He loves Collinsville more than anybody. You think? I think. Does he have a purple wedding ring? I don't think he has a purple wedding ring, but he has a lot of purple. You're not the head track coach, right? I am not, no. You're the throws coach. Who's throws the head coach. track coach? Daryl Frecker. And he's been there for how long? He has been there 19 years, I think. Next year is going to be his 20th year, and that is he is retiring at the end of next year. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that he was uh, for 14 years at SIUE. Yeah, he he's was kind of a – He was my coach at SIUE. Oh, which cool. Is, so I've been with him since – 2000. So he's kind of a local track legend, if you, you know, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, he just missed qualifying for the Olympics in the 1500. He's the man. Yeah. What have you learned from him, coaching track with him? Uh, well, he's nice and laid back, keeps me calm. I don't, you know, playing hockey, you're going to get a little more intense than you are when you're coaching track. So I've definitely calmed down as just being a track coach now. I don't have to worry about being intense like coach Fre uh like hockey coaches but coach Frecker's nice laid back very well organized keeps everything rolling smoothly that's what i think is number 1 for a track coach organization yeah there's you a have lot of people so many athletes so many different events and it's just like i look i look at what coach Lakatas does with all these athletes and all these events and i just think it's got to be just an organizational nightmare 
right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's more more organization required of that position than most. It's good to be a PE teacher, but coaching track is the same kind of thing. Organized chaos. So, all right, all right, Devin, new semester at Collinsville High School, right? What's your favorite class? And before you say, I want you to think about it for a second because tomorrow you're going to get to go in and tell this teacher that you talked about him or her on the Metro Esports podcast. So think about what teacher could use a little bit of encouragement or, or maybe like maybe you could use a little perk in the class. Well, besides PE, um, How about that? probably right now, let me think. Probably government. Who's the teacher? Uh, Mr. Chesky. What do you love about the class? Uh, I, I kind of like history. So uh, it's like he's a good teacher and he's funny. So, Well, you get to tell him that you talked about him today on the on the Metro Esports podcast. Coach, how are the prospects looking for this year? Uh, we've, we've got a lot of really good freshmen. They did really well in middle school last year. So we're looking forward to the freshmen. We have a jumper that was uh, All-State in the high jump, and he probably – should qualify in the other two jumps as well. No year. kidding. So, do you work with the jumpers at all? You don't. I do not. Just throwers. I do not. Just throwers. Do you work I with handle the, the stats, the website, the Twitter. You're the social I, media guy? I, I'm everything besides, you know, the running stuff. I don't deal with any of the runners. What about the women? Do you coach the girls at, uh, at uh, I do. Throws? I'm technically a boys coach, but I coach the girls as well. I just don't go to their meets because my wife would kill me if I was going every night of the Got it. All right. Chad Burgess, Devin Habermel, Collinsville, Cahawk Track. Thanks so much for coming by, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Guest number three, Nick Barron of Principia College, men's and women's track and cross country or just men's? Men's and women's. Men's and men's and women's. Sounds yeah. kind of funny to say that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Track and cross country. But before we get to Nick... Everybody loves running and being fit, right? But what does everybody hate? Good question. You know what everybody <laughs> hates? Waiting in line at the DMV, and now you don't have to. Go see the state-certified experts at Rosenthal License Service for all your licensing needs, including title work for cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, campers, RVs, and trailers. Located in Edwardsville in the Montclair Shopping Plaza, right across from the DMV, Rosenthal is a local family-owned business that has been serving the Metro East for more than 80 years with fast, friendly service. And they can help you if you need a money order or a notary public. So the next time you need to renew your sticker, save time with a quick and easy visit to my friends John and Francis at Rosenthal License Service or give them a call at 656 Six one six three, and if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee Jeb and Ginger Blassing Game the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blassing Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at 
BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. All right. Welcome to the show, Keaton Anderson, associate producer. Isn't that what, what we decided on as your title? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Intern just didn't sound dignified <laughs> enough for you, right? Yeah. All right. So associate producer Keaton Anderson and Nick Barron, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for uh, traveling in this rotten weather we've had, snow and ice, and put you all off your off your schedule today, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're closed today up on campus, a uh, little icy out, but pretty clear at this point. You are the first guest or athlete, first representative from Principia College to be on the Metro East Sports Podcast. Really? Really. Okay. And I think it's uh, it's it's time. Yeah. It was it was overdue that we had somebody from Print on the show because you are a college in the Metro East. Yeah. And you are going through some changes right. there up on the bluffs, which we're gonna get to later. But let's start with you. How did you get to be the track and cross country coach at Principia College? Yeah, so this is actually my fifth year at Principia College. Um, I came in in twenty eighteen as uh, the assistant men's soccer coach and facility and event manager um, I, and assistant uh, indoor and outdoor track and field coach for the distance runners. So I've worked with runners the whole time I've been at Principia. And then um, in about 2020, our cross country coach left, moved back to Colorado with his family. So that position opened up. Um, and since I have a, some experience with distance runners in my past, I applied for that Um and moved into that role. And so this is my second year as head coach for cross country. And then our head track and field coach, Robert Baker, who's been around for, um, I think about eight years up until last year, retired at the end of last year. So when that position opened up, uh, it was kind of a natural fit for cross country and track and field. And that's the way a lot of programs are operating now. So I applied for that position and, and got it. And so this is my first year, really my first uh, week with the indoor and outdoor or, uh, indoor track and field, at least are now that we're in season. Um, so, so yeah, we're hitting the ground running. Did you play soccer at Principia? I played soccer at Bates college actually. Okay. You yeah. didn't go to Principia? No, I, I grew up in the area and I went to Principia upper school in St. Louis. Uh, and then I went to Bates college up in Lewiston, Maine. Okay. And peeling back the curtain just a little bit, your dad was my soccer coach at Principia College. He was my goalie coach specifically. Right. Yeah. Were you a goalie? Uh, I played a little bit of goalie. And actually, I was a goalie coach at, uh, when, I was, when I came in as an assistant coach. I was coaching the goalkeeper. So um, we both have some goalkeeping uh, in our background. He was much more talented than I ever was. He played in England for a while. He uh, you know, had, a tri- had a tryout at Manchester United, actually, at one point. Yeah, Lee Lee Barone is what we called him. We tried to give him a, a European sounding name, <laughs> but right. but Lee Barron was a um, is a fantastic goalie coach. Yeah. I learned so much from him. Uh, Tom Bania yeah. was was the number one goalie, and I was just kind of the the ragtag backup goalie, <laughs> which is a really kind of a thankless job. But I tell people right. all the time, it may have been the most fun I've ever had playing sports. That's awesome. It was just such a great experience. Just to just just to go out there and do something different uh, than tennis. I'd been playing so much tennis, and then to get out there and, 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 and play soccer with your dad. So he's a fantastic guy. So Principia College is kind of a, a very unique place, starting with the facilities. The facilities at Principia, the track and field 
indoor complex especially yeah. is amongst the best in the in the country for division three yeah i would say so and, and we're one of the few in the area i mean illinois college has a very nice indoor track we're actually heading up there next weekend and we run a couple meets there um but yeah in in the metro area at least as well we're one of the only indoor tracks so we host uh we host siue we host lindenwood um so the facilities are are you know good enough for division one programs um we host a lot of the club club teams in st louis uh for their practices so we stay busy throughout the year um but yeah that that indoor track and field facility is almost 15 years old now but it still is is uh almost in mint condition we just repainted the track this uh this past year so it's looking fresh um and then attached to that we have our indoor pool and our weight rooms right there um so that whole building really serves our our athletes in uh what's the way. name yeah. of what's the name of the field house crafton athletic center crafton yeah after jim crafton uh who was a veteran and a, and a football coach and a track coach um really interesting story um you know, behind his background, but, but essentially a lot of the, uh, the athletes that were under his, uh, stat at when he was a coach, um, came together and, and, uh, you know, pulled their resources to make this facility happen. It's really cool. Yeah. And just in case people aren't, aren't sure where we are talking about Principia college is located in Elsa on top of the bluffs. Right. And supposedly, and I've read this, the United States air force Academy was considering uh, where Principia College now is or where they are now in Colorado Springs. Right. They liked being on top of the bluffs for whatever reason in terms mm -hmm. of, of landing airplanes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then at the last minute, they pulled out and Principia College got that deal and built that college, I believe, in the 1920s? Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Yeah. And it's been there ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just continuing to grow. I mean, it started with probably a few small buildings that most of which are, are still there in some fashion, but since then it's just really expanded and grown, yeah. And there's Principia High School, but that's in St. Louis. Correct, yeah. There's some confusion there. Even as like a facility manager, I got a lot of calls from the St. Louis area asking for the St. Louis campus, so there, there's some confusion, which, which also that campus down in St. Louis, we're affiliated, we're under the same kind of organization, uh, the Principia um, but but operate completely differently and uh, yeah, and Principia College was founded as a Christian Science College that admitted only Christian scientists. Right, and it stayed that way until very recently, when the board of directors has approved or has taken a different track. Right, and Principia College is starting to admit students. Of all uh, faiths, yeah, correct, yeah, right. Of all faith backgrounds, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what what order of operations happened for that to happen, but, um, but yeah, essentially, um, we're we're open to to anyone from any faith background. Um, there's, you know, the the education is still like a lot of other uh, colleges and universities that have some kind of faith based background. We have a faith based. Um, uh, you know, founding and, and that's part of the part of the education. But um, but yeah, I, I think it, at the end of the day, we all kind of anyone that, that practices a faith practices it in their own way has been my experience. And so um, I think that over the years, um, we found that uh, each individual can can bring their own value to the college. And that's kind of where we're at now is that in that admissions process, we've looked to to kind of check that box of Christian science for you to be there. 
but there's a lot of people that, um, you know, and, and anyone can kind of have that, that experience and that background that can bring value to, uh, to the organization, to the college. Yeah. I think Southern Methodist university is right. everybody at SMU Methodist. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Is everybody at Notre Dame Catholic? Absolutely not. Those schools were founded by religious leaders, and they were founded to facilitate the needs of kids in a particular uh, religion. Mm. But they evolve into something that includes people from other religions. And I think what Principia is doing is something similar. But I don't mean to speak for the board of directors. I don't know what they're thinking, but that sort of seems like maybe what's going on to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Um, and that's, that's the way I see it too. And I think for a long time, um, in the original founding of the college, there was this sense that, uh, you know, and still to this day, the mission is to serve the cause of Christian science. We're just finding that that can be done in different ways. And I think that's the same with, with a Notre Dame or an SMU, you're serving the cause of, of, um, of the faith, but you can do that in a lot of different ways. Um, and, you know, and, and so whoever, you know, whoever it is that, uh, that comes in with experience, um, you know, that, that's going to bring some perspective and, and, uh, and value to the college. I think that's what we're looking for. So it's fair to say that Principia College in 2023 admits students who are not Christian scientists. Yes, correct. That would be a game changer for the Metro East. Yeah. If Principia College became a viable lucrative, attractive option for young people in the Metro East, that would be a game changer because that hasn't been the case for everybody. It has been exclusive to Christian scientists, and there aren't that many of them in the Metro East, right? So Principia College hasn't been a school that I, as an English teacher, have been recommending to kids in my class, right? Because mm-hmm. none of them are Christian scientists, as, as, at least as far as I know. Mm-hmm. But suddenly, if you were to open it up for everybody regarding the facilities that you have, then suddenly that as an option becomes it just it just looks totally different and feels totally different. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And I think, you know, the only thing I would say is like like any college, you want to understand what what your reason is for going there. Um, and so I think as, as students are looking at, at their options at college, at colleges, um, we have a great liberal arts education, outstanding professors, outstanding coaches, outstanding people. And that's, that's one thing we hear. We host a lot of events. We host a lot of AAU track meets, other college, high school track meets, at least that I'm involved in and, um, volleyball tournaments, baseball tournaments, all those kinds of things. And one thing that we hear a lot is just the impression of the people that they meet on campus. Uh, it's a really special place, not to mention the beautiful campus, the beautiful athletic facilities. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's just, um, understanding what the environment is in that application process. And, and anytime you're applying to a college, you want to understand what your reason is, what your purpose is for, for applying there and, and that it's a good fit and a good experience. Um, but, but from my understanding, from working there for the last five years, um, you know, there, there's so many outstanding opportunities for the students. We should have mentioned your mom, too. Your mom was my teacher for, <laughs> ma- for male and female roles in the sociology right? department, yeah. and she is fantastic. Great sense of humor. Yeah. Great professor. I really, really enjoyed uh, working with both your 
with both your parents at at Principia. So when you talk about great staff, I'll vouch for that. Yeah, it it, it was fantastic education, beautiful campus, beautiful facilities for sure. And speaking of beautiful facilities, Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction, to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest, Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, because even though it's cold and it's winter, you need to plan those scrambles now because those dates are going to go fast. Give Mike and his staff a call at 656 5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. How many students at Principia College as we speak? As we speak, we're about 370. In that range of 370 to 400. And I feel like when I was there, we were over 700, 800-ish. That's probably right, yeah. So it's quite a bit smaller because we felt like we were dwindling at 800. We felt like mm-hmm. before that, previous years, there were more like over 1,000. Yeah. So is this Principia's way of surviving, opening it up across the board to other students? You know, I, th- I think that could be part of it, um, the, you know, a numbers game. But I think at the end of the day, um, it's more about the the quality of the experience it's more about the what's at the foundation of of what we're doing um and in order to achieve what we're trying to do as a college from my from my standpoint this is the way that i see it um serving our community you know and and serving uh um students outside of just uh you know an exclusive sense of what a faith is um or or just the confines of a religion um, you know, in order to serve our mission, I think that this is this is the next step to do that successfully. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a brave step. I think it's a radical step. You and I spoke last week, and I said for eighty years, the college has been exclusive. It hasn't been a school that has reached out across the metro east for all young people. But now if you're going to, that's going to take a while. It's yeah. going to take a while to change that perception mm-hmm. of a school just for a very small minority of, of people on this planet mm-hmm. to, to everybody of, of all faiths. That, that's going to take a while for that new mindset to permeate the, the community, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's exciting for the Metro East. Good. Good. I hope so. Yeah. And I think it is too. And, and, you know, I was, I was talking about it actually a couple of years ago. Um, we were, you know, the theme of our, uh, convocation was I am Principia. Um, and, and I gave a speech at that convocation, uh, about what I am Principia means to me. And actually, as I was thinking about it, I thought about the values of, of the Principia college and, and the Principia education. Um, 
and the people that I have met in my life, actually from the time that I left uh, Principia Upper School to Bates College, and then I spent a year in South Africa uh, and had a lot of different experiences in that time. And a lot of the people that I met outside of uh, the confines of Principia, I feel like embody the values of of Christian science and of what Principia is about. And so um, as I was thinking about that and preparing that speech, it just kind of struck me that um, what we're doing as, as an institution um, is much bigger than what it's been and, and, and what we see just on the campus. Um, and I think at this point, we're about bridge building rather than gatekeeping or putting up walls and trying to keep an isolated community. And I think for a long time, like you're saying, um, it was kind of about that, that small community sense and not uh, kind of letting those, those guards down. Um, so now I think it is about, about bridge building and about sharing what our story is and, and who can relate to that. Well, I think it's, it's got potential. It's got potential. And I think, uh, I think if you're able to attract some, some local students, then I think you'll attract more, but I think getting, getting the first, getting the first ones to, to try and to come to and to come to Principia and and to come check it out. But I think the other thing that's key are the events that you're having now, mm-hmm. the track events. Edwardsville hosts a meet there. Triad hosts hosts a meet there. So all these kids are coming onto your campus and they're checking out your campus and they're seeing it and they're meeting you. So then that's their introduction to the campus. And so then, oh by the way, you can actually come to school here if if you want to. Yeah. What is going to separate Principia. What is unusual still about Principia as opposed to, okay, Keaton Anderson right here, intern, is, is, a, is a senior in high school. He might go to SIU. He might go to Lindenwood. When he looks at Principia, there are some things that are going to be different mm-hmm. about Principia. What are those things? Well, one I would say, um, you know, just in the sense of, of when you're looking at colleges, our financial aid um, is outstanding. Uh, we were ranked number one value by U.S. News um, in the last year. Uh, and so so I think as you're looking at kind of that small Division but you know, in, in the athletics realm, like NCAA Division III, um, very affordable, um, great liberal arts education, great business programs, um, great sustainability program, uh, biology, the, the natural sciences. You know, you're in an environment on the bluffs where you have a lot of you have the Mississippi River, you have some native prairie lands. We have a mammoth dig on campus uh, that's that's currently ongoing. So, so in terms of the education, um, you know, there's so many great opportunities. The Principia Solar Car Team has done a ton. They compete against MIT in some of the top uh, top schools, top engineering programs in the country. Um, the things that I, you know, it, and then it's like you said, our small size. I think that's one of the things that you, that you notice that's different uh, on campus. Um, it's a big uh, campus, you know, when you're, when you're driving up to campus on the Mississippi River or on the back roads of Illinois, and then you, all of a sudden you're in this, you know, kind of beautiful campus. It is, it is kind of in the middle of uh, the sticks, as you will. But um, yeah, no, I think that that small size is different than some experiences, than most experiences that you'll, uh, that you'll have at different colleges. And, and what I say to that is that you get your individualized experience. So you get more uh, you know, personal attention from your professors, from your coaches, uh, from the relationships that you build on campus. And then those networks extend beyond your college experience. 
So the connections that you build at Principia um, go on after life, uh, after your life in college, um, into the professional op- opportunities. And I would say for, for our small size, the number of people that have gone on to do incredible things with business or, um, you know, like I said, with, with sustainability or, or um, podcasting or podcasting. Or podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, I don't or, think, uh, I don't think, uh, <laughs> yours truly is on any, uh, famous alumni list at Principia <laughs> college for sure. But I did graduate. Yeah. Like, I did. I, <laughs> I did graduate from uh, Principia College, so yeah. You know, Lewis Howes is one one to look at. Uh, you know, another podcaster uh, in your field. Um, I think Ann Pearson told me about him. Yeah, Ann yeah. Pearson told me was telling me that about some guy who's got some amazing podcast, right. almost almost as big as the Metro East Sports almost, Podcast. Almost. Appreciate uh-huh. that, Keith. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that very much. Okay, but there are going to be some other things that yeah. are unique about Principia. Right. Uh, no alcohol on dry, campus dry campus okay yep. dry campus but that's not that unusual there are a lot of dry campuses mm-hmm. in the united states so dry campus right um other than that there aren't any other special rules for principia students no s- smoking on campus right yeah it falls into the dry campus uh, category yeah but but no tobacco yeah yeah and, and what i say uh, you know as a coach to that is if you're really invested in yourself and, and your opportunities and, and what's important to you, then all those things are distractions right. that are, that are kind of, you know, different types of resistance that are going to take you away from the things that are really important. But to if you. a kid wants to be a college kid and go to a club in St. Sure. Louis or, yeah. or to, to fast Eddie's Bonaire, oh, yeah. he's not going to be kicked out of Principia college. No. Um, and he's not going to feel alienated if he's not a Christian scientist, if he goes to Principia is what you're telling me. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that experience, I, you know, I, I would speak to um, individuals that I know, you know, that, that you know, your, your experience is your experience and it's going to be what, what you make of it. And, you know, if you we're close to St. Louis, we're close to Alton. So right. um, it's totally understandable, especially as an isolated campus that you want to go off into, um, you know, into the city and, and have those experiences. So there were very few people from the Metro East at Principia when I was there. I can't honestly remember one mm-hmm. other than me. Mm. I think it was probably like 25% of the school was from California. Um, 25% of the school was from the East Coast, mm. Boston, New York, quite a few kids from Texas. Then also quite a few international students when I was there, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Still a lot of international students at Principia? Yeah, yeah. I'd say at this point, I think we're at about uh, 25 to 30 percent uh, international students population on campus. Um, I still know several students from California, several from uh, from the Northeast. Um, I think there are more and more kind of coming from the Illinois, Missouri area, and part of that is from from recruiting. Just in this past year, I know on our women's soccer team, um, we had a couple of transfer students uh, that came in. Our women's soccer coach now was is Samuel Thomas, who was uh, the coach at Quincy University. Um, so he's well connected in this area. And then our women's basketball coach is, um, is Ramiro Dominguez and he ran his own, uh, players first, um, uh, organization that was individual training, uh, and team training for, um, for young basketball athletes. So, um, so some people may, may be familiar with him and with players first organization. So I think there's more and more connections with coaches in this area, and families and and people that uh, that are familiar with our coaching staff. Does it feel different 
does the campus does the vibe of the campus feel different than it did when it was only admitting Christian science students? I I really don't think it feels all that different to be honest because because at the end of the day, um, it's college students, you know, and and I don't think there's um, you know if if we're looking at uh, Christian scientists or non-Christian scientists or one faith or another, I think these are all distinctions that we make more of a deal of than, than there really is. You know, at the end of the day, they're co- we're, we're college students. Um, and, and we're looking to get a quality education, um, you know, in, our, in, in athletics, you want to have a quality athletic experience as a student athlete. Um, and, as, and as a student athlete at a D3 school, you're just looking for that that balance of a focus on academics and, and on your athletic experience and a coach that cares about you and wants you to be successful during your time at the college and after. So I think that um, really the, all, all that I'm seeing as, as the doors have opened up and we're getting more and more recruits that aren't from that traditional um, Christian science market um, is just that, you know, there's more good people on campus. You know, there's just, there's good students coming from different walks of life from different backgrounds and experiences, different parts of the world. Um, and they're getting along. And I love to see that when we have someone that you might see, uh, and think like, Oh, how is this person going to get along with this person from, from totally different walks of life? And they do, and, and it works out. Um, and I think that that's what I'm seeing more than anything is that, um, you know, this, this kind of, uh, exclusive, uh, sense of, of what we were, um, you know, opening up or just opening up to more and more good people. Have you heard any specific details regarding the numbers? Are the numbers increasing? Yeah, numbers over the last two years have been trending upwards. Um, it's a, it's a, we have to be patient with it. Um, and I think that's kind of the challenge. But I think also when you look at colleges across the country and even high schools, I've, I'm hearing from this from high school coaches too, um, whether it's COVID or, or just generational, um, there are less, um, you know, other colleges are dealing with enrollment, uh, issues right now too. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, that the numbers will, will follow, um, the process that we're putting into place to, um, to deal with it, you know, and, and we just kind of have to be patient with that process, but we're seeing things move in the right direction. Um, so we just have to trust that the work we're doing is, is going to be the right work. No football at Principia still, right? Right. I think uh, I think Principia won one game. <laughs> the the fabled three touchdowns in 47 seconds against Illinois College. Really? Like three <laughs> touchdowns in the last 47 seconds of the game. Yeah. Was, was We came off the road from a soccer trip and heard about it, and then it was on ESPN the next day because there were just like, it was just, just wow. amazing. Yeah. But where is Principia killing it in terms of athletic success? Because when I was in school, we had national champions in men's tennis and women's tennis. We were competing on a national level in soccer, but we weren't doing much in football. Mm-hmm. Where is the success right now at Principia College? So the rugby team yes, is it. The- yeah, <laughs> yeah. the rugby team is where the national success is happening right now. Um, I've got my water bottle here. I've got our national champions sticker on it. We just had a celebration this past week. How can that be? How can Principia College yeah. be the national champions in rugby? Yeah. How well, many kids at that school? 370. And how many did you beat in the final? I mean, who did you beat in the final? 
Uh, it was a, a school from uh, what is it? UIP Pennsylvania. Uh, uni- I hadn't heard of them before, but big school. You know, probably enrolled. Like you're playing like 4, Baylor 000. and yeah. Texas yeah. and right Illinois and Indiana. I don't SLU, get. We play SLU. We consistently beat SLU every year over the last five years. Um, no, I mean I think it's one. It's our, our coaching. I think Ward Patterson uh, has been in charge of that program for about eight years um, or longer. I mean, really, he's been involved in the program since the inception the of The Thunder it. Chickens. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but now we have a new head coach this year. He's from South Africa also, Philip Kellerman. Um, and there's the talent on that team is incredible. I mean, when you see those athletes, even when you don't see them play, even when you just see them walking around campus, I mean, you can tell these are the, the level of, of athleticism uh, is incredible. So it's, it's, an, it's a testament to uh, the, the work that's gone into recruiting for that program on an international level. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, with, with some success, um, and kind of, a, a smaller sport, a smaller market, um, that's, that's really driven by international athletes. You know, they just kind of, kind of hit the gold at the right time. And, um, but, but, you know, and, and so as a track coach, now we have some really outstanding athletes on that team, some great speed. And I was talking to our, our rugby coach, uh, because I'm recruiting a few of them to come out for, our track team this season. Uh, and so I've got three or four rugby players from our national championship squad that are going to come out and join us for, for track and field. So I'm excited about them, but they also have a spring season, which is sevens, which is a smaller, smaller format of the game. Same, same size field with seven on seven instead of 15 on 15. But, um, but yeah, that, that team is, is incredible. I remember the rugby guys, Matt Lunn, amongst others playing uh, my friends who played rugby back in the day and they were, they were into it and they were good then. Yeah. So it's not just like recent that Principia has been good at rugby. They've been good at rugby for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm trying to figure out why. And it's just like, it just, it baffles my brain. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I don't know what the, what the uh, recipe is that, that keeps on making it happen. National but. champions. Yeah. And they're playing the big boys. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, so actually, so their national collegiate rugby is the organizing body like NCAA is for the rest of our sports. Um, so they, so they operate out of, out of a different, um, you know, out of NCR. And so we're NCR division two, and that was the the championship that we just won. But because of the success that we've had, um, we're moving up to division one this year. Okay. So, in the, so in the next, uh, in the next year, even this spring season, I think for the seven seasons, we'll be, we'll be with division one. So we will we'll really get tested, which I think is going to be a great opportunity for us too. I think so too. Yeah. Where else is Principia enjoying success athletically? Yeah, so our women's basketball team right now is seeing a lot of success for the first time in a long time. They went from one win last season to uh, I think their overall record right now is ten and six. They're six and three in conference. Uh, it might might be six and four after uh, a tough loss to Fontbonne over the weekend. Playing Westminster tomorrow, but definitely um, on track to make it into playoffs and host. Uh, host a couple of playoff games as a high seed could still get that, you know, two or I, I think that one seeds out of reach at this point um, to Webster. But uh, but yeah, women's basketball team is looking great, really outstanding players. Uh, Ariana Williams is one of their top players. She's going to come out for track and field as well in the spring uh, and be a high jumper for us. So I'm really excited about her. Uh, men's basketball is also doing really well right now. Similar record. Uh, six, I think they're seven and, and three in conference now. They beat Fontbonne over the weekend. Um, yeah, so they've, they've got a solid team. And men's soccer had a really good season this past fall too. Um, ended up losing uh, in playoffs 
but um, but have a really really quality team. So, um, does Principia have golf? No, we don't have golf. Anymore. I've always thought that was weird. Yeah, because yeah. Principia has a lot of country club kids. I'll hmm. put it to you that way. Yeah. So it, we were good at tennis. Mm-hmm. We were good at tennis, which is a country club sport. Sure. And I thought, where are the golfers around yeah. here? And Principia. There was, sh- there was a golf team at one point. I'm not sure what happened to it. Early no, 2000s, maybe. There was no golf team when when I was there, no. and I always thought that was that was kind of strange. But yeah. anyway, well, man, I I wish Principia the best. Thank you. I, I really do. I I I see the potential, and I think it would be a game changer for a lot of people. I think it would be a game changer for Principia. Yeah. To to open the doors, as you said, and start admitting um, a lot of kids. So right. right. And what I'll say is, is come up and check it out, you know, discover it, see if it's a good fit and, and visit the campus, get to know the people, um, you know, before, before you make a judgment about it. Um, because I think that, uh, you know, the more, the more students that, that we're having from, from different, uh, backgrounds are having great experiences up there. So, so come check it out. Even if you've been up before for, uh, for a track meet or some other experience up there, come up for yourself. Um, if, if you're in that college search process, uh, and looking for the right fit. If you want to stay around this area, um, see the campus, meet the people, get to know it. How can people contact you? What's your email address if they've got more questions or to schedule that visit, especially if they're track and field or cross country? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm nick.baron at principia.edu. That's N-I-C-K dot B-A-R-R-O-N at P-R-I-N-C-I-P-I-A dot E-D-U. P-R-I-N-C-I-P-I-A. Hey, hey, hey. That's right? Was that the song? <laughs> what? That's the cheer, man. You don't, okay, you, you don't never know. heard that one? You lost that one. All right. <laughs> Keaton, thanks for all your questions. I really appreciate uh-huh. it. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Big thanks tonight to guests. Daryl Thomas, Caleb Tyus, Colton McKiernan, Chad Burgess, Devin Habermel, and Nick Barron. I love having you on here, man. I still see your parents in your faces. Great, great to see you here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And for partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger, Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. And for associate producer Keaton Anderson, thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. And this is a wrap on year number three. Oh, yeah. <laughs>